Well, we're ready for the word this Easter Sunday morning. I trust you're having a great uh, Easter weekend, celebrating Jesus, fixing your eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. And, and today I'm continuing in our series, Thinking for a Change. I praise God that Jesus rose from the dead. And that's what we remember this Resurrection Sunday, because he rose from the dead to challenge our thinking and give us a way to have our minds renewed as we trust and believe in him. So I'm continuing this series today and it's been all about uh, change and we refer to it as perhaps maturity where we're wanting to become all that God has called us to be and mature in life's journey towards being that which he's called us to be. You know, everyone wants to mature because in every aspect of our life, we always want to be growing, learning, improving, and moving forward in Jesus' name. And so I want to encourage you throughout this series. We've had two great messages so far. This one is all about encouraging you to continue to challenge that thinking and that which you're dwelling on. See, it's the process of change that I really feel we need to focus on as a church right now in the midst of the world that we live in at the moment. Hey, everything has changed in the last month. We, we're not meeting together in person, and so we're online streaming and, and uh, having life groups via video chat, and uh, lots of things have changed, and it has required us to become more mature and change as the things around us change. And so I want to encourage you, um, I believe that the process of change begins with our thinking. And so challenge your thoughts, challenge your mind. Uh, and the Bible declares in Proverbs, we've been looking at the scripture, 23 verse 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So how you think dictates to your heart, which then dictates to your actions, and then that forms how we behave in life. And so I want to encourage you to challenge your thinking. You know, many times uh, the way other people view us is how we view ourselves and how we view ourselves is how we think. So how we think really matters. Remember this, you'll never change your life until you change the way you think. Uh, the other scripture we've been looking at, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Last week we talked about the battlefield of the mind. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you can log back into our website, catch up that way, and uh, you'll be able to hear that message encouraging us to acknowledge the war that goes on daily in our minds. It really is a battlefield, and it's a war that we need to face head on, not in our own strength, but with Jesus going before us and winning that victory uh, for us. We live in a real world, and uh, there's very much an unseen war with an unseen enemy going on all the time. But the good news is, is that we can win that war with the right weapons. And we talked about that last week. Another scripture before we get into what I want to talk about today. Proverbs 4.23 says this, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Can we pray together? Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that it speaks to our mind. Lord, that it encourages us in our thinking. Holy Spirit, this Easter Sunday, this Resurrection Sunday, would you speak to us? Would you challenge us? Would you help us to challenge our own thinking? Lord, we want to be victorious in life, but not in our own strength or in our own ability, but Lord, because of everything that you've gone before us and done. You conquered sin and death. You conquered the grave. And we acknowledge today that same power that conquered the grave lives in us.
So encourage us today by the preaching of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's message, uh, it's a bit of a play on words, but it's think what you're thinking about. Think what you're thinking about. In other words, what are you meditating on? What's constantly in your mind? What are you reflecting on? What are you pondering on? Because that matters. Whatever it is that you meditate and think on is going to formulate your thoughts and beliefs. What you meditate on, and this is our first key today, we've got three. What you meditate on matters. What your mind meditates on matters. The scripture says, for out of your heart. Remember our heart is our mind, our will, and our emotions. We're not talking physical heart. We're talking our mind, will, and emotions. So for out of your heart, your mind, will, and emotions spring those issues of life. So that tells me that what your mind meditates on matters. See, everything begins with a thought. And that's what we've been focusing on in this series, the importance of what we think about. Romans 12 verse 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why is the mind addressed there? Because it's so important what we think about, what we dwell on, what we ponder on. It really makes us who we are. A life is determined by a series of sowing and reaping. And we know this as the harvest principle. And we spoke about this uh, previously as well. If you sow a thought, you reap an action. If you sow an action, you reap a habit. If you sow a habit, you reap a lifestyle. And if you sow a lifestyle, you reap a legacy. This works for and against us. So if you sow a bad thought, then the repercussions will follow. But if you sow good thoughts, if you meditate on things which are good, God's word, his presence, his love for you, when you dwell on those things, that will reciprocate in your life as positive actions and an incredible legacy. See, what we think and meditate on determines how we feel. If you're having a bad day, I would suggest starting back at what am I thinking? What is in my mind right now? What's making me tick? What's going on in here that's causing my outward actions in life to be like this? Well, the book of Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses 8 and 9, it's on the screen there. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these Things, what you think about matters. Um, the scripture continues on and says, The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Can you see how the God of peace will be with you when your thinking is in the right place? If your thinking is off skew and you're thinking negative thoughts or destructive thoughts, hurtful thoughts, there's no peace in that. But when we have our thoughts dwell on the things of God, the promise is, is that his peace will come and be with us. So your thoughts impact your emotions. What you think dictates to how you feel. Many people suffer from depression and not just because of chemical imbalance. I acknowledge it can be that, uh, but it's not just because of that. A lot of the time it's because of what we've been calling stinking thinking. They've got the wrong mindset and the wrong thought process going on up here, which then reciprocates in their life and how they choose to live and act and, and be. See, the way you think will determine um, whether you have peace and joy in your life or not. Thinking really does matter. Here's the key point here. I want you to get this. The world lives 
um, outside. Whereas Christians are called to live from the inside out. Let me explain. The world lives outside. So I feel how um, in response to what is happening around me and outside of me and in the world. So right now, coronavirus pandemic. I'm going to panic. I'm going to live in fear and caution. I'm going to keep my distance from everyone and just be very um, scared. And in fact, I'm going to just stay home and not mix with anybody because I'm in fear. Now, I'm not suggesting we go against what the government's asking us to do. We need to follow and be seen as following um, their guidance so that we can defeat this uh, virus that's impacting our nation and the world. But can I say that as Christians, we live from the inside out. So we can follow those directives, but we can do so in faith, not in fear. We can be the people that are still positive, that are still shining the light of Jesus in all that we do because we operate from the inside out. So whatever happens on the outside doesn't affect us because we get our thinking and our emotions and our actions, our mind, our will um, driven by what is inside of us. And what's inside of us? Jesus Christ dwells in our hearts. And so we operate in life in a way from the inside out, light is emanating from us and we are influencers of the outside world. And it's not the other way around. The people of the world are influenced by the world, by the outside. What's happening? As Christians, influence comes from the inside out and we get to be the light bearers of Christ in the midst of whatever circumstance it is that we face. Our thoughts determine our destiny. So what we think dictates to our daily actions and what we do each day will end up resulting in whatever it is our destiny is going to be. And that's why we wind it right back to the importance of a thought. Think the right things, think on Christ and your actions and your heart and everything that you put your hands to will lead to a fantastic, incredible destiny. But think on negative thoughts and dwell on, on issues that are impacting you negatively, and then that's going to then impact your actions and the destiny where you end up uh, ending up in life. Uh, the book of Romans, uh, chapter 8, verses 5 and 6 says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Our thoughts determine our destiny, folks, whether we like it or not. Can I suggest that we allow the Holy Spirit to infiltrate our mind and impact our thoughts so that we can live a life filled with life and peace? You know, what you think about will manifest in your daily actions and that will determine your destiny. Let's get it right, folks, from the outset. Getting our thoughts in line with uh, the Holy Spirit influencing and infiltrating our mind. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and, and really direct us with our thoughts and then ultimately our actions and then the end result, our destiny, uh, where we end up in eternity. You see, the issues of life are the result of the hidden heart. We don't see our hearts, our mind, will, emotions. It's not something we physically see. But what you allow to dwell in your heart will manifest in your life. What you meditate on, what you dwell on is going to impact you. So think about what you're watching. Think about what you're listening to. What are you allowing to speak to who you are? Is, is it credible sourced information or is it just social media hype? 
wanting to get the, the clickbait up from the news. Uh, so they put these ridiculous stories and headlines to make you click on their news service. What are we allowing to speak to our hearts? Is it the Word of God? Is it the Holy Spirit? Let me encourage you to dwell on those things. Because what you allow to dwell in your heart will manifest in your life. And the outward struggles that people see in your life are a result of the inward battles. So what's going on in your mind, the struggles that you have, when people see you struggling in life, that's what they see. It reciprocates in your actions. Your thoughts are so very important. Here's the point here. Issues just don't happen. They manifest. Some people think, oh, just bad stuff always happens to me. Well, I don't believe that. I believe that issues don't just happen. They manifest over time from wrongful thinking and wrongful thoughts. You know, remember, life is really made up of internal issues that manifest in our outward actions. And so we've got to wind it right back and look at our thoughts. What your mind meditates on matters. It's so important. So what are you meditating on? I want you to challenge yourself today. What am I meditating on? What am I spending the most time doing? And that's going to speak to you about what you need to do moving forward to get your mind and your thoughts in a right place. So the first thing, what your mind meditates on matters. Here's the second one. Make up your mind on what you will meditate on. You've got to make a decision. So, okay, what are you meditating on? Make up your mind. Is that right for you? Is that taking you to a place of godly peace? Or is that just stirring things up in your life? Keep your heart with all diligence, says Proverbs 4.23. So we've got to take personal responsibility for our thinking. We can't say, well, Pastor Jeremy never came and told me to not think about those things. Or, you know, my parents never never pulled me away from that. Or, or you know, no one's telling me what I can and can't do, and so I'm just going to dwell on this. No, 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 no. It's important to understand that we've got to take personal responsibility for our thinking. It's our mind. We allow whatever we consume to come in. And so we've got to take responsibility. It's no one else's job to supervise you're thinking, it's not my job to supervise the way you think. I can certainly encourage you, point you in the right direction, but ultimately it's your choice and your decision to determine what you focus on. Nobody can control your mind without your permission, not even the devil. You know, people that say, oh, the devil made me do it. Well, no, no, no. Uh, there's come a point in your life where you've chosen to believe the lies of the evil one, of the enemy. You've chosen to uh, listen to that voice. You've chosen to allow his deception to deceive you. And so we've got to take responsibility for what we're dwelling on. You see, there's two options. We can be carnally minded, Romans 8 verse 5. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit um, think about things that please the Spirit. So we can be carnally minded. Carnally minded is to evaluate life uh, by your own standard. So what I think is right is what matters. Forget what the Bible says. Forget, forget what anyone else is advising me. I'm carnally minded, so I'm evaluating life by my standard because it's my mind. Carnally minded means to view life through your own eyes and to live in your own strength. And to be carnally minded is to resign yourself to the circumstances around you. Well, okay, sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. And that's what we focus on. But we can also be spiritually minded. And this is what I want to encourage you today because it starts with a thought. Be spiritually minded. Spiritually minded is to think the thoughts of God. Think godly thoughts. 
Spiritually minded is to see a situation as God sees it. Put your Jesus glasses on and see the world through the lens of the Holy Spirit. And you'll see the world in such a different way when you choose to be spiritually minded and look at the world in such a way. Spiritually minded is based in the realm of faith. You know, right now we see a world in a pandemic, but you put your God glasses on and I see a world of opportunity. People are open now more than ever to hear about God because why? They're stuck in their own homes. They don't have an answer. Um, they're isolated. Why not now let's stream church online and get over 200 views of our message that normally is seen by 60 to 80 people on a Sunday. Wow. And that's just our little church. Imagine the big mega churches and the kind of influence that they can be having right now uh, because of going online and how easy it is to share a link. In fact, I encourage you when this message is done, we upload it to our website. Get the link, share it on your Facebook page, share it with your family and friends. Let's get the word out there that there is a good God in the midst of this crisis that the world is facing. You know, to be spiritually minded is to be based in the realm of faith. You know, there's a reward for each kind of thinking. To be carnally minded, the scripture tells us, is death. So nobody wants that. <laughs> to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I know which one I'm signing up for, folks. Life and peace every time. Let's be spiritually minded. Let's turn our eyes towards Jesus. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to fill us. And it's not weird and kooky. It's just the natural way to live life because it's the way we were designed. There's a part of God deposited in each and every one of us, whether we're a believer or not, because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we just don't, some of us just don't realize it yet that God created us and that he loves us. And you know, by the end of this message today, you're going to have the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're not joining a crazy religion or anything like that. You're joining the kingdom of God. And that's our heart as a church. We want people to be connected with Jesus, particularly in the midst of what the world is facing now, because things are really heating up. Here's the point. God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so if you seek his face, if you ask the Holy Spirit to be in your thoughts, he's going to bring you life and peace. What your mind meditates on matters. Make up your mind what you will meditate on. It's our responsibility, folks, to determine what we think about. Here's the last one for today. Move towards being God's person by being in the word. Psalm 1 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. That's the word of God, the Bible. And Joshua 1 verse 8, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Let's dwell in God's word and be God's men and women of the hour uh, because he's calling us to be that. He wants us to meditate on his word. And you can see Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3 up there. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. You see, the person who meditates on the word, as the scripture has just shared, is blessed. You know, we're in Stanthorpe and we're still in drought. And I'm sure all of us have seen trees that have had no water. They're dry. They're broken. In fact, some of them are even dead. They're falling apart, they're drooping, uh, they're falling over when it's windy, whatever it is. But then we've had some rain this year and some trees have been able to receive a watering. And what's happened to them? They've blossomed, they've bloomed, they've turned green again. There's life. They're stretching out their branches 
for greater uh, influence. And, and we can be like that too when we feed and drink on the Word of God and allow ourselves to be nourished in the same way that the tree is nourished by the water. If we meditate on the Word, we are blessed. You know, He's like a tree planted, living life on purpose. And that's what the Word of God brings us, His purpose, a reason to live, a reason to be. You know, He is fruitful and has vitality and power. The Word of God gives us strength and power. And meditating on the Word brings prosperity. Just as the tree gets increase as it's watered on, we receive increase uh, when we allow the Word of God to speak to us. You know, meditating on the Word of God brings us good success. Um, just like the tree that, that is planted by the water. If you want good success in your life, and I'm not just talking money, folks. It's easy to say success and people think, oh, he's just talking monetary value. I'm talking in every area of your life, healthy relationships, healthy body, uh, experiencing life to the full. If you want to experience a successful life, base it on God's word. Allow him to speak to your thoughts because that's going to influence your heart, your mind, will, and your emotions. And then it's going to reflect in your actions and then day-to-day -day actions propel you towards the destiny that God has called you uh, to be, uh, everything he's called you to be in this life. Uh, and then there's Joshua 1 verse 8. Oh, I went too far. It says this, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You see, Joshua had wandered for 40 years in the desert. That's a long time of wandering. Uh, I'm not sure I even like wandering for you know an hour, <laughs> let alone 40 years. God now is giving Israel their own land. So what does God do? He challenges and instructs Joshua in his thinking. That's exactly what he does in that scripture there. God tells Joshua what will happen when you meditate on the word. You know, when you think about it, you'll do it. When you do it, you'll prosper and you'll have good success. The word of God creates avenues of blessing that come because your mind is being renewed to the possibilities not the problems. See, when we open up the Word of God, it's not just a whole bunch of problems added to our life, but it's actually a world of possibility that opens before us. The Word of God is life, and there's possibilities aplenty in there if we would read it, allow it to speak to our life, allow it to adjust our thinking, and allow it to help us mature and change. The Word of God is powerful. You know, God comes to Abram uh, and speaks to him. Let's read this scripture together. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Wow, what a promise. What a promise to speak to Abram's thinking at the time. God says, now look from where you are to the north, the south, the east and the west. All the land which you see, I now give to you. What a blessing. Abram was promised all that he could see. Increased numerically with real estate and influence. God is now speaking, I believe, in the midst of this worldwide pandemic. He is speaking to our church. 
He is speaking to the church worldwide and he's encouraging us that we have to change our thinking from little to big. We have to challenge our thinking in every aspect and area of our life. It's easy to get inward in a time of pandemic like this where we're isolated, we're kept at home, we're told not to mingle, we're told not to go out unless it's for medical or, or to get food. Uh, it's easy to start to think small because we've got four walls confine, confining us. But God's encouraging us to think big. From this place, Stanfield, Queensland, Australia, he wants us to look to the north, the south, the east and the west. And if you can see it, we can have it. Hallelujah. God wants us to inherit that which is around us. And we've got to see things with the eyes of faith, not the eyes of problems where, well, you know, the world is just dangerous place to be in right now. No, the eyes of faith that says, you know what, every day that I wake up, wherever I lay my eyes, what I see, I claim in the name of Jesus. People that don't know you yet, Father God, I'm going to be able to introduce them to you because you have promised that anything that I can see, I can have. You know, I see businesses flourishing. You know, the world sees businesses shutting down. I see businesses flourishing. I see families flourishing. I see relationships flourishing. I see miracles taking place in our midst. Hallelujah. I see increasing influence and a community that comes to us for guidance, assurance, and prayer. I see signs, wonders, and miracles. Can I ask you this, church? What do you see? It's time for us to think godly thoughts and to arise and walk through the land with eyes of faith, declaring it's ours in the name of Jesus. God is calling us to influence. God is calling us to impact and influence all that we see here in Stanthorpe and beyond. It's time for us to walk and claim this valley for God in the name of Jesus. What do you see, church? What do you see? Are you seeing life right now and operating through the eyes of faith or are you operating through fear? I want to encourage you, choose faith. The book of Deuteronomy, we've visited it for the first couple of messages in this series and God tells us to choose life. Choose life. Don't choose fear. Don't take a backward step. Now is the time for the church of God to step forward in the name of Jesus and claim all that is before her. I tell you, I don't know about you, I've had a grand opening in what I see in the midst of this pandemic. And I see a church thriving against all the odds. You know, the enemy tried to shut us down by closing buildings. We're just meeting in a new way, church. And I want to encourage you that I see a grand opening, a grand opportunity in the midst of this challenge. You know, you can have a grand opening in your life right now, and I'm gonna to come to a close. I wanna encourage you that you can have a grand opening in your life. You can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you can allow Him to adjust your thinking so that your heart, your mind, will, and emotions is adjusted, your actions are changed, and your destiny is changed forever. You can have eternity in heaven, rejoicing with Jesus for the rest of eternity, you've just got to accept him. You've got to believe Jesus came, died on a cross, and today as we celebrate Easter, he rose again victorious, conquering sin and death. So I want to invite people under the sound of my voice, watching this, listening to this. If you're watching in the live stream, you've got an opportunity right now to click on raise your hand and uh, we can follow you up 
through that system if you would do that and let us know who you are and communicate with us. We'd love to help you on your journey with Jesus. But right now, if this message has encouraged you or challenged you in any way and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, you can click on that button, raise your hand and say, I said yes. And what are you saying yes to? You're saying yes to Jesus. You're joining the kingdom of heaven, not this church, nothing that we do. You're more than welcome to be part of what we do. But the most important thing is that you're joining the kingdom of heaven. So why don't you go ahead and click on that right now and say, I'm raising my hand and saying yes to Jesus. Maybe you've done that all before, but you feel stirred today to challenge your thinking and to to really just start anew in life and have a fresh beginning. Well, Easter Sunday, I couldn't think of a better time to draw a line in the sand and say, God, I'm changing my life for good. Thank you so much for dying for me. So if you've done it before, but you want to recommit your life to Christ, why don't you go ahead and click that button as well and let us know that you're raising your hand today. And I just want to pray for you uh, today. Uh, The scripture says, you can see it there, Romans 10 verse 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So right now, why don't we bow our heads and let's all pray this together and receive Jesus today. Say this after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. Today I choose to believe in Jesus, to confess my sin, and to be forgiven because of Jesus' death on the cross. I can be free from all my past, from all my mistakes, and from all my sin. So today I choose you, Jesus, and I confess that you are Lord, and I will live my life for the rest of my days, serving and loving you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are so thrilled and excited that you've chosen to say yes to Jesus today. Go ahead and click on that raise my hand if you haven't already. You can also click on next steps within the live stream and that will help you with some scripture from the word of God about what you've done today. And also a contact page will be there where you can leave your details. Let us know who you are so we can give you a call or an email and follow up with you about the great choice you've made today. Church, have a fantastic rest of your Easter weekend. Be blessed. And we look forward to having you join us again for Vineyard Live next Sunday. God bless.